When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair and City win comfortably at Swindon to progress in the FA Cup. Thanks to a, a fine all-round performance of one particular teenager who scored a goal, made a goal and was absolutely brilliant throughout. And plenty of other teenagers came on as well at the end just to show what a fine academy City have. Uh, a missed penalty, see what happens when Mares goes off to Africa, a great free kick from Gundogan, uh, and a pretty comfortable ride overall. Um, the Alan Davis rant discussions continue, we might touch on that. Uh, the BBC Team of the Week is a bit of a laugh and all, so we might well look at that as well. Um, and we'll look forward, of course, to Chelsea in the Premier League at the weekend as well. Uh, talking about teenagers, well, I've gone as far away from that as possible to find three guests who can't even remember when they were teenagers. In no particular order, welcome to John Stapleton. Hi, John. Hi. And to Spencer Debson. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Nigel. And the positively elderly Steve Cox. Hi, Steve. Hello, Nigel. Uh, listen, welcome one and all. Um, let's start at Swindon. Um, can, I, can I start with the selection first of all? Because, of course, we heard that we were kind of COVID-ridden uh, as, as a club with players and backroom staff. We weren't sure who those players were. We weren't sort of sure what sort of team we'd put out. But when you look at it, um, it was a pretty strong Premier Premier League lineup. We wouldn't be surprised if it started that in any Premier League game, would we, John? Your, your thoughts on the lineup, first of all? Certainly, I think it's fantastic. And further evidence that Pep takes this uh, tournament very seriously indeed, even though he wasn't there, obviously. We know that uh, very adequate replacement in his deputy there, or deputy deputy, actually. I know, um, great lineup. Uh, fantastic performance by City and a reminder what a fabulous tournament the FA Cup is it had everything didn't it I mean you know particularly when when uh, Swindon got a goal back when, when we missed the penalty this crowd just you know, came back into it and wonderful atmosphere fantastic atmosphere great for Swindon Town who turned out to be lovely hosts from what I gather very welcoming very you know very warm reception good things on, on social media from their fans about City and the reception uh, we got there no all around a, a great night uh, and as you say, further confirmation that Pep, Pep takes this tournament very seriously, as he should do, because it's a fantastic tournament. I read somewhere on Twitter, I think it was a United fan, 
ex-Channel 4 presenter uh, who was saying, isn't it a shame so, so few people turned up? But the attendances weren't that bad, actually, if you looked around. They weren't that bad. They were one or two a bit down, but most of them were, were pretty good. And I think, you know, more games like that, more people will go and see it. Well, there's plenty of giant killing in some of the other games as well, of course. Yeah. It, was, it was an exciting weekend, wasn't it, Steve? Steve, your, your thoughts um, on, on, on the game as a whole? I actually like the way that Swindon try to play football. Um, they didn't put 10 men behind the ball and expect us to break them down. They actually played nice, attractive football. It did backfire a little bit for them because we are very good at pressing. The very high press is something that we're famous for. And the commentators kept on about, oh, Swindon shouldn't play, try to play out from the back because it will play right into City's hands. But the reality of it is, you know, it's much better than just a boring game where we're having to play attack against defence all the time. So I actually have to laud them for the fact that they tried to play and they've got some decent players. That um, left back, right back. Right back was very good, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, great rollicking, good uh, cup tie. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, even 3-1, I don't think anyone was in any doubt um, that uh, the, the next goal was coming from, uh, you know, from the blue team. Um, Palmer, fantastic. I'm sure we'll come up to talk about him. But um, what a great player. I um, remember he was in the charity shield. It was the first time at the start of the season, first time I'd seen him play. And I thought, wow, he's got something special here. You know, is this a sort of bit of a flash in the pan? Uh, but no, we've, we've now seen enough of him to uh, observe that we've got a really fabulous player on our hands. Um, can't wait to see more of him. Um, and I'm excited about um, our subs bench from all the, all the youngsters. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, shows how well the academy is progressing and this new guy, Keiki, who I've only just seen on YouTube, but he looks super exciting uh, prospect. So all in all, good day at the office. And, and, and yeah, Steve. Um, I've seen Keiki in the flesh and he's really good. I've watched the PSG versus City under-19s game. Excellent player. Got some really good talents we have in the under-19s. John, we're talking about under-19s. We saw, saw a young, young grey-haired fellow in the stands, of course, who has entertained royally, a man who started his career at Swindon, a good mate of yours, I know. Just a, a few words on the great Mike Summerby, who clearly uh, has a foot in both camps and, and just nice to see the way he was treated as well. I know you kind of partly yeah. referred to that in your social media comment earlier on. Indeed. I was with him at Brentford, actually, when we, when we played Brentford, and he was really looking forward to that trip to Swindon for reasons you'll, you'll understand. I mean, not only was he there, and you know, I, was, I was reminding him that when he was there, and you'll, you'll like this now, when he was there during the close season, Mike Summer, who works as a grave digger for the local council, and that's, that's the difference between then and now. And when his son was signed, his son was signed, signed for Swindon, of course, Nicky signed for Swindon as well. And without going into too much detail, I gather that when... City signed Nicky from Swindon Town. Nicky's signing on fee was more than uh, Mike used to earn in two seasons. I mean, it was just an incredible amount of money, you know, compared to what Mike used to get. So a wonderful night for Mike and good to see him in the stand there. And he was well treated by the, the new owner of Swindon Town. I know that because I, I, saw, I saw the tweets to that, to that effect and uh, very, very, very good to see him there. Yeah, and another young man who did well, like, like, like our boy. But I keep calling Cole, Cole Porter, showing my age rather than Cole Palmer. <laughs> I, I don't think he's burst into song yet, so he might. You never know. Right, musical feet, musical feet, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and just, just let's let's start with, with Cole. I mean, there's a whole list of of, of the subs that we'll, we might come on to as well. We, we've seen a couple of you have seen Cakey play, and and they're all teenagers, all all of them under twenty. Um, but but Cole Palmer seems to take the headlines. He, he's he's played a few games. We talked about the Charity Shield. He, he's played in the League Cup as well, and he's come on as a sub in the Premier League. So we have seen a little bit of him. And what for me, what's great is a lot of pressure on Pep 
to sort of send players like this out on loan, sort of get some first-team football. But he's a bit like Phil Foden. He's not done that. He's kept the lad there. I think he's in the best place, learning with the best, training with them under Pep's tutelage. I mean, it's just it, it's just kind of perfect the way he's brought him through. It does feel a bit like Phil Foden in a way to me, John. I don't know whether you feel the same way, because kind of the way he's been treated and, and just being given the odd chance and then given uh, you know a, a start in the FA Cup. It just seems perfect, doesn't it, the way he's being, being handled? I concur 150%. I mean, I, I've, like you, I've observed this lad from, from afar and realised that he's a huge talent. The Withenshaw wonder kid, you know, whatever you want to call him, he, he is exceptional. And I hope, well, I'm sure it won't happen. I'm, I'm sure they won't to let him go out on loan because he's going to learn far more training, just being around Pep and training with those great players. I mean, Graham Souness, I think, summed it up the, the other day on Sky when he said that City have assembled arguably the best squad of players we have ever seen in this country. Now, that's some some statement from Graham Souness in particular. And I think he's probably right, you know. So that kid, how old is he, 19 years old, with yep. the Withenshaw wonder kid, you know, he, he he would serve him well just to say that there's no point in him going off to some championship side and being in and out of the team and, you know, playing second grade. I want to see, I'll let you into a secret, I want to see QPR versus Rotherham on Saturday because Mace Mine's a Rotherham fan. And nothing brought home to me more starkly than the gap between that level and the level we're at, I mean, you know, no disrespect. What is does it is disrespectful? No point saying no disrespect. It's disrespectful. <laughs> they were but, shit. They were really shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were not good. You know, rather were very unlucky not to win. Actually, you know, QPR were not good. And what what's to be gained by going to play at that level at his age? He's got so much to learn. Keep him there. Keep it. You know, play him in the cup ties. You know, bring him on for ten minutes at the end of a game when somebody's knackered. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that that's where that's what he did with Phil Foden and what dividends that paid. Steve, I know you've always been a, 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 someone who's always taken a keen interest in all levels of City, you know, from the women's team to, to the youngsters. And so I guess you've seen him, probably seen more of him and been more aware of him maybe than some of us. What, what have you seen? What's special about him in your eyes? He, he's a very grounded player. He, he's got a touch of skill. He does the simple things very well. He also does the complicated things as well. So I, I think he's learned a lot. When we went to see... Um, City versus PSG, both him and James McAtee turned up and sat in the stands and cheered the lads on, even though they were due or preparing for the game later in the evening. So I think that there's a a kind of togetherness about the club. And I actually think that it's the right thing to do to keep them in that place amongst those players. I did notice after he set up the first goal that Bernardo Silva went straight over to him to congratulate him, as did all the other players, because they could see the skill that he'd actually used to create that opportunity. And, you know, he took his own goal very, very well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Spencer, your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say um, flavours of the same thing. The first thing is, I think, his temperament. He comes across as an extremely level-headed um, uh, non-histrionic type player, as all the squad do. And I'm sure that the mentality of the senior squad and the whole ethos and culture that the club uh, that sort of permeates from the, you know, top down and the academy up, you just see that he, 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 fit, he fits in um, straight away. And also the assist for Bernardo. I mean, I, I, these are all super skillful players at City, clearly best in the world. But I mean, that was special talent to, to sort of faint and, and beat the man uh, and provide the assist. So I, I, he looks super special. So excited about the whole thing. Absolutely. 
And then the other ones I just note, just, just in, in passing, who all got on. We've mentioned Keiki, there was James McAtee has been mentioned, Luke and Bette, of course, and Romeo Lavia as well, all, all managed to get some minutes on the pitch as well, all of them under 20, which, which is great, isn't it, Spencer? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I mean, the other thing I was going to say with, with, with Cole was that, um, Palmer was that sort of a postage stamp goal, as I call it. That finish for the goal, uh, the shot choice, the execution, uh, the calmness, super special um and yeah these other players McAtee um Bete uh you know that they, 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 they look they look really really an exciting prospect for the future I mean you know I think it was said that even though we had so many uh absentees from Covid sort of City's second 11 at this point would still probably finish in the top six of the Premier League so I don't know where the the third uh, third 11 all these youngsters would would finish but um you know very very exciting for for, for the years ahead and, and Steve, who should we of that list of players I've just read out from from your experience? Who who should we be looking out for in particular? I really like I really like the look of the the attacking players, but actually you can't um, lord Mbete enough. He looks incredibly solid. He's very strong, very skillful. Doesn't seem to react badly under pressure. He really seems to know his game. Really, really good player, and I think he'll be coming up into the first team very shortly. John, there's just I want to come to you first on this one as well, if I may, because I was slightly upset by some of the comments from obviously non non-city fans. And so a microphone's put under young 19-year-old Cole Palmer's face, his first live interview. And for me, I thought it was great. I thought it was real. I thought it was just honest, uh, with and sure lad. And he's coming for some criticism because he's maybe not quite as articulate as Henry Kissinger might be. Um, and, and, and we should be judging these guys on what they do on the pitch, not what they do in front of a microphone, surely, shouldn't we? Well, we all remember Michael Richards' first interview on television, live television, don't we? I don't need to go into the detail, but yes, I just went for it and I thought, uh-uh, yeah. And, uh, it didn't seem to do him much harm, did it, by then? Making a huge, well, not a huge necessarily, but a very successful media career. Uh, now, as a, after the, after that uh, faux pas, uh, when he was what 19, 20 years old, no, of course not. You can't ex expect you know the, the kid to wax lyrical. Uh, you know, he's just come off the pitch. He's probably knackered. He's ne probably never done live television before in his life, and so he wasn't the most articulate uh, representative we've ever had. So what? You know, he's, he's not employed for that essentially, is he? But it's, it becomes more and more important in this day and age. I must confess, but he'll learn. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. And, you know, we, we, I'm sure he'll get some assistance. I mean, we've got some very articulate, very bright young people uh, playing for us. You know, uh, Rodri, I saw the other, the other day, and Bernardo, Bernardo in particular, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they could grace any television studio with, with, with true aplomb, no, no question about it. No, you know, I mean, that's just jealousy. It's just jealousy. It's just people having a go at City, isn't it, rather than him personally. Uh, Spencer, a couple of other points to pick up in, in the game before we move on. And, and I think... You know, the uh, the free kick from Gundogan I mentioned, uh, Cancelo had a shot. Um, so so some of the, the stars as well also sort of showed, showed some some worth as well on the night. And, yeah. And oh, absolutely. Moments yeah. for you? No, absolutely. I actually love the uh, the Cancelo one, which the, uh, the uh, at least the... the, the commentary that I was listening to, he thought it had gone in. and he, he, You know, so he's going, oh, what an incredible goal. Cancelo's looking disappointed. And I was going, what the heck's going on here? It was actually only on the replay that you realise the, uh, you know, it's just just missed sort of thing. Um, the, yeah, Gunda won one. Well, clever. I mean, you know, that should never have happened, should it? Absolute postage stamp. I mean, that had to be literally perfect. You know, goalkeeper's glove inside of the post. One inch gap, in you go. Um, so yeah. uh, very clever, cleverly executed. 
um, free kick, I thought. Um, and yeah, you know, it was just a, a pleasure all around. Uh, Steve, other than the kids that we, we, we've covered, who else, any other moments or standout performances for you? Not really. I think the rest of the team played at the level that we expect them to. And I think that that's part of the problem now is we expect them to play to a very high standard. Uh, I thought DS had a very calm, assured game, um, as usual, running everything from the back. Um, Rodri had a great game as well and actually managed to make his way forward on a few occasions. But no, I thought it was a, a very good, steady performance from everybody. What about the penalty then, Steve? Um, just kind of help us with that. You know, Mares is very, very confident. <laughs> A, sh a shocking, a shocking penalty. <laughs> and uh, I think whenever anybody makes a stuttering run, unless you can execute that properly, you're pretty much setting yourself up for a miss. Um, he even looked in the direction that he was going to put it as well, gave the goalkeeper a clue, and the goalkeeper didn't really have to dive that far to get it. Um, bit disappointing, really. We should have scored them. But to be fair, do you know what? That only G'd us up, and we were going to come back and get another one anyway. So I bet, John, if I, if, if I were to guess, you're a fan of old-fashioned number nine centre for running at it at pace and just hits it as hard as he can into whatever corner he can get it in. Is that, that's how you take a penalty, isn't it, John? Yeah, well, you know, funny enough, at the aforementioned QPR-Rotherham game, I think it was 8-7 in the end. I lost count of them. He kept scoring. And they were, they were well-taken penalties. I have to say, the game was rather dull. It was bloody boring. But the, the, <laughs> the extra time in the penalties was fantastic. No, if, if I'd have been on, if I'd have been sort of captain on the, on the pitch, and I still dream about that, you know, if I'd, been, I'd have asked Gundown to take it, I think Gundown got as good a record if not better than, than anybody else for taking penalties for City um, certainly and that free kick just to go back to that free kick yeah terribly clever by Gundogan it reminded me of the Kevin De Bruyne one do you remember the first one as far as I know the first one he sent right along the ground well, as soon as they all jumped up exactly. right along and ever since then of course they put a draft extra to be on the line now don't they if, yeah. see, they saw what happened you know when, he, when he, I can't remember who we were playing against but that's what they all did they copied us once again absolutely some lead and some follow, John. That's how it indeed, is. Indeed. <clears throat> Listen, um, what we'll do, we'll uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about <laughs> talk about the BBC team of the season so far. What a laugh that is. Looking forward to discussing that and looking forward to the Chelsea game. And we'll do that straight after this break. Welcome back. Team of the week, we've just noticed today, just before we came on air, that the BBC have announced their team of the season so far. Uh, and obviously, Manchester City progressing in the FA Cup. They are uh, 10 points ahead in the Premier League. And uh, you'd expect us to have, what, two, three, four, five, six members of that team, maybe? Some standout stars of the season, Bernardo Silva, Cancelo, Rodri, just to name three. Um, so, so Spencer, you're you're our spokesperson here, uh, straight from the BBC website. Uh, tell us how many Manchester City players, please, have made the BBC team of the season. But is it two, three, four? Five? I'm going five. Uh, well, let me just—I've just, I've just I've studied this and I've looked at it a bunch of times, and I can confirm that the answer is zero, Nigel. A big fat zero. Can you uh, check that again, please, Spencer? Um, yes, having checked the statistics uh, a number of times, the number of City players in the team of the season so far, representing the team that are 10 points plus ahead at the uh, head of the Premier League, is zero. 
I don't quite believe that. Any any thoughts on that? Kind of, I'm not sure if there's been a team of the season so far. Is there in January? Well, I don't quite understand the, the the point anyway. But despite that, surely there's got to be one or two or three city players in that. Surely. I, I think they've compiled it from the votes of the people that put in the ratings at the end of each game. Yeah. So therefore you can imagine that some of those players may have been consistently overcooked by their own fans, potentially, whereas we're more realist, perhaps. Yeah, I, I would say that, there's that that's the unconscious bias that's go, gone on, and our players generally perform to a consistently high level, such that, you know, uh, a Bernardo 7 is somebody else's 9, and <laughs> that's the only possible rationale I could come up with for this. Uh, There's only this... two players I actually agree with that, that are in that 11, one of which is Salah and the other one is Declan Rice, so the only ones I can actually say, do you know what, looking at that on balance, it looks about right. So, so for, those of who have, for those who haven't seen it, and I'm sure people can have a look for themselves, um, can I give us kind of an example of maybe the worst player that you would think you can't quite believe is on that list, just before we start talking about more City matters? But I'm just interested and fascinated by the fact that no City player quite made this. Kai Havertz, Lamptey, <laughs> Duffy from Brighton, Van Dyke, who's not really played much this season, to yeah. be fair. It's a bit... In fairness, Nigel, and I would defend the BBC, wouldn't I? Because I still just occasionally and threaten to save me off them. You know, uh, in fairness, it's not the BBC's team of the week. It's published yeah. by the BBC, but I think I think Steve's absolutely right. It's the it's the team their viewers have selected. So you know, take a little bit of heat off the BBC. Okay, they've published it, and I I, I agree with Spencer also. I think it reflects a bit of an unconscious and conscious bias against Manchester City as as well. You know. Um, it's a joke, to be honest with you. I mean, unbelievable that, you know, Bernardo, uh, Cancelo, for example, Rodri are, are, not, are not in the, anybody's team of the season so far. I mean, it's hilarious, really. Uh, and just another example of what can happen when... It, it, well, I know, I won't, go, I won't go any further. No, I just want to clarify that. It's not, you know, something the BBC Sports Department have dreamed up themselves, as far as I know. I no, think it's, the, it's what, the way their view... Fair of comment, it. fair comment. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I just, it's, you know, you see team of the season, you see no no city players in it. It's, it's worth a comment, I think. Absolutely, us. absolutely. We don't need to spend much more time on it. So, good. Um, can, can I just comment quickly, because this is... Whilst we discussed it briefly last week, I'm just fascinated by kind of the fact that Alan Davis on on a, an Arsenal podcast um, talked in, in, in some people's eyes in quite a racist way about Manchester City and going back to the desert and start a league of your own. This seems to have continued, of course, because Arsenal's bad luck, which many people are suggesting might well be City's fault as opposed to Arsenal's um, in the FA Cup against Forest, it's kind of continued a bit. And, and I'm just interested in, in your view, John. I mean, you we spoke about it earlier before we came on air and... Uh, it's just fascinating how this is uh, run and run, isn't it? Yeah, really? I was really surprised by those comments from Alan Davis, a man who I admire. I watch on telly a lot, and he's a great talent, very you know, very bright guy. Seems you know, very nice guy. Uh, the risk of getting sued, I, 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 my immediate reaction was, I wanted to be taking a refreshment, you know, um, because it's, I don't think that's typical of the man. For, to be absolutely honest with you, I think he, I think he's a nicer guy than that, put it, put it, put it bluntly. And, I, and I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Just get us out of any rich. I'm sure he is a nicer guy than that. Um, but it was, it was weird. There were weird comments. And I know you touched on this last week, but they, they, people are still talking about it on, on social media. And, you know, they're unjustified, completely unjustified comments. And that game against Arsenal, all right, as Pep said, you know, arguably the best team lost. You know, I, I don't think there's any argument the best team lost, actually. But, you know, Arsenal threw it away. 
And to get that kind of abuse as a result of a game, I thought was unwarranted, to put it mildly. And of course, they got their comeuppance at Forest. I watched the game at Forest, and all right, it was a slightly weakened Arsenal side, but, you know, they were done again. Uh, Steve or Spencer, do you want to add anything before we move on? I say we did do this last week. I'm just sort of keen to, Steve, you got a, a view? Well, I think we're a fairly honest bunch of City fans, or generally City fans. In, in you know, we've had to live with an awful lot of rubbish over an awful lot of years, and we've become to be quite accepting of it when we haven't played that well. We haven't played that well, and I think sometimes someone like Alan Davis perhaps needs to take a look at his own team first before he starts criticising others outside of it. At the end of the day, most of that loss last week was down to Arsenal's own inability to see out the game. That's their own fault, not ours. Well, All the referees for that matter. If I can add, and their lack of discipline as well, which is so important. And yeah. uh, that, that, for me, was their, their big downfall. Uh, Spencer, listen, take us forward, uh, my friend, please, to a big game at the weekend. Uh, Manchester City against Chelsea, 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, yes. First place, second. Um, they're only separated by 10 points at the moment and uh, having played the same number of games. Your, your thoughts yes. after this one? Couldn't resist that, could you? <laughs> <laughs> very excited about this one very excited got my train tickets at the ready myself and my son Anthony are going to be going up on the oh, nine o'clock I think because of the early kickoff and uh I'm returning in good time so that my marriage is still intact and we can get it, get back for Saturday evening um well Chelsea will be up for it won't they of course they will uh arguably the biggest game of their season uh, in the Premier League so far, they need to avenge uh, the great performance that City had um, at, uh, at Stamford Bridge. Uh, great performance that day. Uh, opportunist strikers goal by Jesus, but we could have had many more on the day. Uh, and we really dominated them. So I, it's, it's without doubt that uh, they'll be adopting tactics um, to, uh, to respond to that. Um, we still have the soreness of Porto in our city bellies. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm up for a good game. Uh, I do believe that we'll have uh, more than enough to, uh, to, to win the game. Uh, but it's going to be good old game. It's going to be close and um, looking forward to it. Well, as you know, I was next to you in Porto, so we have the, we share the same belliness. Absolutely, I remember it well. Um, so, so that's the thing, isn't it, Steve, isn't it, really? So, yeah, massive game. Um, three points here, really, really, no one's quite, no City fans talking about the league, but that does put down a very big marker. But of course, they've got that Champions League win against us as well, haven't they? So they know how to do it against us. They have. My brother-in-law is a Chelsea fan who goes to every home game and he generally wears his scarf when Chelsea win. He actually came to visit me the day after that game in Porto wearing his Chelsea scarf, even though I'd agreed that if we won, I wouldn't rub his nose in it. So... Um, I really want us to win this weekend and do the double over Chelsea. That would be rather nice. Um, I think we've got more than enough in the tank to do that, but I still think it will turn out to be a trickier game than maybe we might expect. Um, and I would love to rub his nose in it. I'll certainly be messaging him on Sunday or Saturday afternoon at three o'clock if we win, that is for sure. What, what's the secret, John? What, what do we need to do on Saturday? Well, I think we were dismissed from our brains that they, they beat us three times in what was it? it wasn't three weeks, was it? But in very short, 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 short space of time last time around. Get that out of our brains for a start. City are well rested. You know, we played Friday night, so it's, we've got seven, eight days rest there uh, behind us. Um, and we're at home and we've got a very talented squad. And um, I don't see any reason why we can't win, uh, widening the gap e even further. And I think if we do win, that's them out of the race completely, isn't it? Forget it. I mean, I'm I, I'm not saying we're going to win the league necessarily, but 
I think that's them out of the race if we win. So yeah, I'm I'm reasonably confident. Although it'll be a tight game. They're a good side. There's no no doubt about it. And the manager's a good manager. They you know Frank Lampard was a great favourite of ours at City, and uh, I felt sorry for the guy actually when he got the chop. But uh, they probably made the right decision in, in, in appointing Tuchel, and he's he's overall done done them proud, hasn't he? Absolutely. Um, I've asked this uh, of my guests the last few weeks that, that in terms of um, City's title, and, and I don't think I've had a chance to ask you three, um, I know only sort of 21 games have been played, yeah, Liverpool only played 20, uh, so we're only halfway through the season. But but in terms of City's title, John, how how, how confident are you to, to say that out loud? Or are you still saying it's not over till it's over? Are you kind of a wait till the middle of May until I'm going to commit to anything? Or do, do, do you like quietly sort of when you're sitting there having a nice glass of white. I've already started, yes. Yeah, I can see. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, I'm dry until six o'clock. Yeah, uh, exactly. But no, I'm, I'm reasonably confident, as we must be, given the current position. But, you know, old, long-in-the-tooth City fans like me know very well you, you don't make silly predictions until the, the fat lady has sung. And a lot can happen between now and then. We're in, a, we're in great shape. We've got a fantastic squad, a great manager. And it would be, it would frankly be surprising to put it mildly if we didn't win the title. Put it that way. I'll, I'll go no stronger than that. Steve, are you willing to go a bit stronger for us? Stick, stick your neck on. No, the... I can't. I'm one of those that's just happy that we've managed to reach that point in the year where we're not going to get relegated now. Um, <laughs> that's 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 the extent of my um, sittingness. Um, until it's mathematically impossible, then I always struggle with that concept. However, now. You look at the gap is widening and certainly for anybody to catch us now, we have to be throwing away the best part of three or four games in a row or not in a row, but as long if we threw away three or four games and that's an unlikely thing for us to do anyway. So um, it, it's looking more like it's ours to lose than it is somebody's to nick it off us now. I think that's the, the my view on it. Where do you sit, Spencer? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and frankly, it would be a shock if we lost it from here. Uh, if, you, if you're ahead at Christmas and we are far ahead, you tend to win, don't you? I think there's only one or two famous uh, Kevin Keegan type exceptions to that. Um, I expect us to win the title from here. So it's not arrogant. It's a, it's a statement of our, our good form, a reflection of our uh, the management, the team, the consistency. Um, I, I feel very confident, uh, frankly, and that's that's my opinion. So let's have your predictions then for the weekend. Steve, uh, let's have a score prediction, please. City-Chelsea. 2-1 City. John Stapleton. 2-1 City. Spencer Debson. Oh, my goodness me. I can't go 2-1 now, can I? Um, uh, This is going to be a tight game. I think they will score. um, And I am going to go (laughs) 3-2 City. Great. Very good. I hope you're all right. Um, We'll leave John Stapleton to finish off his white wine. In the meantime, it's huge thanks to my three guests, to Steve Cox, to Spencer Debson, and to the great John Stapleton. This is Nigel Rockman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this show, contact us at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.